Welcome to Write Your Book in a Flash with Dan Janelle, the only podcast where you'll learn how successful people just like you have grown their businesses, expanded their influence, and made more money by writing a book. On each episode, you'll learn the inside secrets to help you create a book that can serve as a powerful marketing tool to skyrocket your business. I'm your host, Dan Janelle. I help thought leaders, business executives, and entrepreneurs write their books. To find out more, go to writeyourbookinaflash.com. Our guest today is Jim Kerr. How are you, Jim? Doing great, Dan. Yeah, thanks for having me. Well, thanks for being with us today. You know, a lot of people uh, love reading business fable books, but they don't know what they are. You know, good to great, who moved my cheese. It's a whole genre of book writing that a lot of thought leaders think about writing, but they really don't know how to quite go about doing it. You've written a book called It's Good to be King, and it actually uh, was a nominee for Management Book of the Year uh, for Leadership Books. So congratulations on uh, being an award uh, nominee. Uh, tell us a little bit about the book. Why did you, first of all, why did you decide to write it as a business fable book? And generally speaking, give us an overview. What is it, what is it about? Well, It's Good to be King is, a, is really a leadership book. I wrote it as a fable um, to help everyday leaders in every walk of life um, really uh, gain some ideas and some uh, tips and perspective about how to lead others better. And, and like any good fable, it's sort of a hero's journey, right? And it's, um, it's got uh, a king that's, that's in essence um, uh, got, you know, it thrusted upon him. He has to be the king. You know, he's in the bloodline. It's his turn to do it. He doesn't really want to do it. He's not sure how. The, the kingdom is uh, somewhat in shambles. And like any good hero story, there's always the, a trusted sidekick advisor um, who appears, and, and it's in the form of a wizard. So this magical wizard appears and helps his king overcome all the challenges on his hero's journey. Um, and we see as the reader how all of the changes required to make the kingdom top-notch take place. And as you read along, you'll see it the end of every chapter, there's a summary of the key leadership points. So, in fact, a reader of It's Good to Be King will walk away with over 60 leadership tips that are unveiled as you read the book. Great. Those are, that's a great overview. Uh, let's go back to a fundamental question. You are a thought leader. You could have, you probably have done dozens of talks about this and consultings and whatever. Why did you decide to use the fable format instead of the, the traditional thought leadership? Here are my 60 points. Here are 60 studies that back up those points. And if you read this book, you'll be a great leader, too. Yeah, there's really a couple of reasons. One is this book is my fifth book. So I, I've written I had written four before it that sort of followed that formula we outlined you know, research, and here are the key points, and here's what's going on in industry, et cetera. And I, I just felt, you know, again, as a thought leader, to how do I get this point across in a, in a way that could be fun and interesting and and, and sort of um, uh, unique, at least for the people that read my stuff. And 
I thought the paper would be a, a, a wonderful platform to be able to talk about leadership and not in the same old tired ways that so many others write about leadership, you know. So it was an alternative, and and um, and I hope the reader, or my readership, appreciates that. The second big reason was I wanted to demystify leadership for those people that aren't necessarily business leaders. So the subtitle of It's Good to Be King is A Leadership Fable for Everyday Leaders. And the idea is that you can take these 60-plus tips that are unveiled in the story if you're a leader in your community, if you're a, a leader of high school students, if you're uh, a, a municipal leader, uh, you know, in city government, um, involved in your church, etc., etc. So the the idea is to provide leadership tips that anybody can consume in an easy way. And what better way than a fable? That's how we learn. We learn from fables, and leadership is an important topic to try to address it through a fable. Excellent. Uh, you know, I notice at the end of every chapter you do have your key points, but also. In the story, you also highlight boldface key points and key ideas as well. Uh, th- that's pretty clever, too. Did you see that in other books, or is that something that you uh, decided on yourself to make sure that you hit people right between the eyes? Well, it was really the latter. I, I, I felt that, you know, the, the main point of providing leadership tips could be lost uh, if I just told the story straight. So I did try to come up with a, a device that would help the reader find those tips rather quickly. So, yes, look for the bold print, look for the chapter summaries and so on. And then the book becomes referenceable. It's something that you can go back to as a reader and find those tips and, and hopefully help um, shape the way you lead others. Excellent. How has the public and your clients reacted to this kind of format? I think people see it as, as a fun reminder uh, of of what it takes to be a, a solid leader. Uh, my clients are primarily business folks. Um, there's nothing earth shattering in this book. You know, you're not going to find this you know crazy new concept that no one's ever considered before. It's it's uh, uh, sound fundamentals though, and I think it's rare that they all get summarized in one place. So I think the book becomes referenceable because you've got all these tips summarized in an easy-to-access way. Um, but it's about, you know, remembering that uh, your people come first and you've got to treat them decently and you've got to uh, provide a vision and, and provoke emotion among those people that you lead so that you inspire them to greatness. And that's really what comes up, I hope, comes across in the book. Oh, definitely, definitely. Um, I always find these business table books interesting uh, when they follow the hero's journey and they, they do exactly the steps that you said, and you learn four or five key principles in a very easy, digestible way. And as I talk to more and more authors, especially very high-priced pro- high and high-profile speakers, they're all adopting this kind of format. Even when they're, they're, they speak, their books are shorter and smaller and such. I'm wondering about, again, one last question about formatting. Your book is, let's see, uh, 70, 80 pages long. Um, was that intentional? Did you cut it down to fit that point, or was that 
that's where the story ended. <laughs> it was there. No, I mean, when I started the book, I really thought, Dan, that it should be under 100 pages. And I really wanted to be sure that, um, you know, it was quickly digestible. And I wanted to tell the story. I kind of, when I write, I outline pretty well before I start to really put it together. So it took what it took, and I, it made the criteria of being under 100 pages. So I think it's right around 90, actually. And, and that was kind of what I thought when I set out to write the book. Okay. And how many words did that turn out to be? Do you remember? That's a really good question. Um, Who Moved My Cheese is less than 10,000 words, just uh, yeah. as a benchmark. I, it, you know, it's funny that you mentioned that because I, I did consider that book and I reread it before I started writing this one. And I was I was comparing it size-wise and length-wise and so on. So, yeah, I would say it's probably around 10,000 words, so I, I can't recall. Okay. What other business fable books inspired you or do you, would you recommend to people? Well, I mean, to me, the preeminent one is Who My Cheese, right? It, you know, it, it's the one that really took off. It sort of set the tone for the genre. It, there's, you know, it, it, a whole cottage industry that was built around it. So I think uh, I think of that when I think of the Fable book. And, and that's the one that I kind of compare this book to. If you like Who Moved My Cheese, then I think you'll love it. It's good to be king. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they use cheese, you use candy. Very. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't give it away, Dan. Come on. Oh, no, okay. People, people love food. <laughs> okay, we'll leave it at yeah. that. Right. Okay. Uh, now, your, your book uh, was nominated for an award. Tell us about the award process. How do you find out about contests and awards and all those good things? I really didn't know about it. It was reviewed in uh, Management Issues, which is a UK publication, and the reviewer was a guy named John Baldoni who's written, you know, I don't know, probably close to 20 books himself. And he kind of recommended it. And lo and behold, the management issues had sort of a designation for those books. I don't know that they actually ever named a winner, but I think they have a collection of books that are considered their top leadership books for the year. So that was one of them. And it was quite an honor to to have this book uh, nominated. And I noticed that you have a nice little uh, graphic on the cover of the book to help sell it, promote it, give it more credibility. So that's always worth something. How are you using the book as a marketing tool to get more speeches and more coaching uh, assignments? Yeah, you know, I use it quite often as sort of giveaways. Uh, when I when I uh, tend to sell, I, you know, I'm a management consultant and executive coach. So it's great to be able to sit across the table or, or I guess these days virtually sit across the table and uh, hand somebody uh, a book or two that you've written and, and say, hey, look, if you hire me, you'll get the guy that wrote the book. If you hire them, you'll get the folks that read the book. <laughs> I love it. That's great. Okay. Um, in the in the short time we have left, I know you have another new book coming out. Why don't you tell us about that one? I know it's not a business fable. <laughs> yes. Um, thanks, Dan. Yeah, the, the new book is indispensable. Uh, build and lead a company customers can't live without. In it, I provide uh, an agenda that can be followed to make your business one that 
uh, customers choose over any other in the marketplace. It talks about good fundamental things that every organization needs to do outstandingly to be considered indispensable. It starts with leadership, of course, but also covers vision, culture, uh, staffing, uh, as well as the whole change management process. And uh, it's stock full of examples from industry. Many of them come from my consulting practice, which I hate to admit, don't tell anyone, but it's nearly 30 years of doing this work. So I feel that Indispensable is a book that's been 30 years in the making. And it, it's really an opportunity for me to pull all the things I've learned through all these great engagements into one book that someone can pick up and learn from. Fantastic. Jim, why don't you tell us who your ideal client is and how they can get in touch with you? Sure. I tend to do work um, with the Fortune 250 and all the way to sort of the higher end of the middle market. Um, I have done some work with startups, but for the most part, the type of client that I have is looking to really institutionalize change. They need someone to come in and co-create the plan to get there. And they need someone that will sort of do the hand-holding and, and provide the leadership necessary to actually implement the changes that they're looking for. So things like strategy, culture transformation, um, anything in the digital transformation space are things that clients look for me to do. They tend to be longer-term engagements. Uh, typical starting engagement might be three or four months. And then uh, once the relationship's established, we may do more work from there. Fantastic. And what is your website? The website is indispensable-consulting.com. Fantastic. Thank you very much for being with us today. Dan, it was great. Thanks so much for this opportunity to talk about uh, It's Good to Be King and also plug Indispensable, of course. Of course. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Write Your Book in a Flash podcast with Dan Janelle the only podcast that shows you exactly how people just like you have built their businesses by writing a book. If you'd like to write your book but don't know where to start, you can find great information at writeyourbookinaflash.com. If you're ready to take your next step to write the book that can transform your business, I invite you to schedule a free, no-obligation consulting call with me by going to writeyourbookinaflash.com. We'll be back next week with another insightful interview to help you become a top business leader.